Hello, and welcome to this week's episode. My name is John, and I believe everybody has interesting stories to tell that can start with one question. What's your name? My name is Melissa Kester. Well, hello, Melissa Kester. How are you doing today? I am doing very well. Day, what is it? Day four of don't leave the house dumb. But, <laughs> you know, other than that. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, well, thank you for, for being on the uh, show here today. I really do appreciate that. You are very, very welcome. And uh, people that are listening might be wondering why it sounds a little bit different than uh, the normal kind of episode, but that's, uh, like you said, we're in, uh, you're in a couple of days of not leaving the house, and uh, <laughs> we're both kind of in our own places uh, recording here, so it's going to be a little bit uh, different than a normal episode. Yeah, it's a little weird uh, talking to my cat here. <laughs> well, how many cats you got? I have three cats. Uh, two of them are in the room here with me. One of them escaped before I closed the door so she wouldn't be locked in. <laughs> but I have Roxy chilling on the futon and Kidder sitting in the window in the in the warm sun. If I touch her, I, she's real, real warm. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Uh, how long have you had the cats? Let's see, I got Roxy in 2009, much to the chagrin of uh, Mom, who I was living mm. with at the time. <laughs> uh, the other two came, uh, I want to say three years later, uh, when after I'd moved out and uh, decided that Roxy needed to not be alone for you know, eight hours a day while I was at work. And so, yeah, <laughs> makes make sense. Absolutely. Yep. Well, <laughs> well I guess, uh, other than, uh, the three cats that you have there, uh, anybody else in your household? Well, yeah. So I've got my husband and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, my husband and three cats. The cats outnumber us, but it's not a problem. <laughs> Well, uh, how did you and your husband meet? Oh, well, that's a fun story. So, <laughs> Perfect. What? So, actually, I like to say that we met because I love pizza. Really? Yeah. So, uh, I'll do the, the, the long convoluted uh, story. But Perfect. I love pizza. So, when I was in 10th grade, I decided I want to get a job. You know where I should get a job? I should get a job at a pizza place because I love pizza. <laughs> so, uh, I did that. I got a job at a, uh, local place called Devani's, um, mm -hmm. and worked there for two and a half years. Uh, so halfway through 10th grade and then 12th or 11th and 12th grade ended up, uh, quitting after I got done with high school, uh, to go to college and uh the college i chose was mankato now mm -hmm. the reason i chose mankato though because i had no idea where i wanted to go to college and i was talking to one of my friends who i happened to be doing uh pseo with uh she worked at devani's and then we had some classes at the local community college and I was like, yeah, I don't know where I want to go to college. It's not really a huge deal to me. And she goes, well, I'm going to Mankato, and I need a roommate. You want to come with? And I'm like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, 
Perfect. Yeah. So that's how I ended up at Mankato. Uh, so going to Mankato and all through high school, I was pretty, not very social. Uh, I didn't do a lot of parties. I had a close circle of friends, but we didn't do a whole lot. I was like, I decided I am going to be a more social person. So I decided to join RHA, which is the Residence Hall Association. Okay. Uh, and I was in RHA and was in that for a couple years just as a floor uh, representative. And then my third year, uh, elections came up. And because I'm such a math person, I was like, I want to be treasurer. So I was treasurer of RHA, where I met one of my good friends. Uh, and uh, we started hanging out, out at each other's place uh, I, and, uh, you know, doing stuff together. And she invited me over one day uh, to her boyfriend's apartment. And her boyfriend's uh, had several roommates, uh, one of whom I ended up dating for about a year. And he got me addicted to a little game called World of Warcraft. Oh, that yeah, that is just a just a little game. Just a little, it? just a little game. <laughs> uh, I started playing Warcraft. Then it uh, it came out November two thousand four. I think I started playing about April two thousand five. Okay. So here's me playing World of Warcraft, mm -hmm. and. Uh, we're in a guild, and you know we're getting together as group, a group of forty people fighting the biggest monsters in the world, and you know talking to all the guys there because it's like ninety five percent guys, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean there was a few weird encounters, like the one mm -hmm. time uh, I'm walking through one of my my character avatars walking through one of the major cities, and. Uh, She's a, she's a dwarf warrior, and she was wearing, like, the highest-end gear. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And this other dwarf character comes along, uh, Paladin, wearing the highest-end gear. And he he <laughs> he whispers my character uh, in the private channel. He goes, we, we should get together and make some heavily armored babies. <laughs> so so that's, that's the kind of person, you know, that a female avatar runs into. Uh, playing World of Warcraft. Uh, yeah. So, I, you know, I was a little leery of ever meeting anyone uh, through World of Warcraft just due to those uh, encounters. Yeah. Uh, but I've been playing uh, for, I don't know, a good two and a half years. And we had, you know, there was, you know, I had one guy give me a book for a high-end sword uh, uh, to start a quest for a high-end sword. And another Another guy, uh, he was my tanking buddy. Mm -hmm. uh, his character's name, uh, Voltathian. And okay. he uh, and I were talking one day, and he gave me uh, the goal that you needed to get an epic mount, which allows fast character travel. And this is maybe mm, eight months, ten year, uh, eight months to a year into playing. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. gold was hard to come by at that point. But Voltathian gave me this this money. Or this gold in game or in game currency to buy this epic mount. And I was like, oh, that's real cool. And then we kind of fell out of contact. <laughs> and about two 
two years later, two and a half years later, uh, an expansion had come out, a whole new zone had opened up, you know, we're running around doing stuff in this new zone. And mm-hmm. uh, Voltathian had, uh, you know, completely vanished out of my circle of wow friends. And I'm running around in the new area. And all of a sudden I run into him and we just start chatting. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, just got out of a uh, relationship from a girl in uh, Oregon and just moved back to my mom's place in Nebraska. And we started talking uh, probably in August of 2008, Um, 2009, August 2009. And we talked basically then after that every day either in voice chat or over text messaging um, until uh, November when Mm -hmm. uh, our sister decided that she wanted to get uh, her boyfriend a dog from Nebraska. (laughs) Hey, I think that that state sounds familiar. What? (laughs) And I was like, hey, I have I have a friend in Nebraska that I kind of want to go visit. Can I can I take along with you uh, while you guys go and get this dog and you guys drop me off in Omaha while you guys go to Lincoln and then we'll you know talk and whatever. And that was the first time that I met uh, my friend Voltathian uh, mm-hmm. in public in in real life. And, and you guys, you guys have been talking for for three months, how long? Three months. Three months. Three months every day at this point. But we had known each other for basically three years through mm-hmm. through the mm-hmm. game, through through in game chat and such. Uh, and so that was November of two thousand nine. Um, I went down and visited him a couple more times. After that, in March of two thousand ten. Sorry, I'm just making sure I get the dates right. In March of 2010, <laughs> uh, he mm-hmm. came up and visited Minnesota uh, with his friend and his friend's wife and their daughter, and we did stuff. And that night, he asked me to be his girlfriend. Aww. Aww. And four months later, he moved up to Minnesota permanently in July of 2010. Mm-hmm. September 2010 engaged <laughs> march 2011 uh we were we got married so my wow. my i met my husband because i love pizza <laughs> yeah that was uh wow that was a good one <laughs> <laughs> that's one of my favorite stories to tell it just you know you never know what how things are going to uh work out and you know chance encounters uh, hmm. 15 years ago equal the person that you end up getting married to. Right, right. No, absolutely. So. Crazy. Anyways, yeah. Very nice, very nice. Uh, so I know I know. Uh, kind of at the beginning of the story you were talking about uh, being in uh, PSEO. Yes. Uh, uh, do you want to kind of explain if people don't know, don't know what that is, kind of explain what it is and then uh, how your experience with that was? Uh, for sure. So PSEO is post-secondary enrollment options. Uh, I'm not sure if it's, I'm assuming it's still around, but it has been almost 20 years since I did it. So it it could have changed. (laughs) I don't know. Um, but, uh, it is where you can take 
college classes, either half or full time, um, as you're, uh, you are able to take it as a junior, but it's much harder to get in, or as a senior, you can go and take college classes instead of doing the uh, normal high school classes, and they count for college credit, and it's completely paid for uh, by your high school. So basically, I got a full year's worth of college credit uh, for free, paid for by uh, our high school. And it worked, nice. it worked out uh, really good for me. I got almost all of my first year generals out of the way. Um, because it's college, I was able to uh, take, uh, like, I took, <laughs> I took German 1, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. which is kind of amusing because I took 7th grade German, 8th grade German, and then German 1, 2, 3 in high school. <laughs> <laughs> in normal high school. So German 1 in college was a very easy class. Though it was it was very interesting uh, experience just in general uh, because my senior year of high school, mm -hmm. and this will put exactly how old I am for people that can do math, uh, started August 2001. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so just a, a month in, hmm? Yeah, uh, that was that was interesting. Yeah, I remember waking up on September 11th, and I didn't have class till 9:30. Mm -hmm. So I always just uh, you know went on the computer, and it's 2001, so log into AOL, of course. <laughs> right, uh, right. And first thing that I see is the two towers with smoke billowing, billowing out of both of them. And I'm like, what is that? And I kind of read up on the bottom and, oh, you know, not a big deal. And I go and I'm listening to the radio and they're just, everything is going crazy. Like even more so than uh, like after Columbine, because I was in high school for right. that too. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but yeah, so everything was going crazy and I get to class and I had already made a couple friends in college, and I was going to German class, uh, which is why I kind of brought this to, to, to mind. Uh, and one of my friends came up to me in a complete panic because her dad uh, was uh, military, mm -hmm. uh, specifically security for Pentagon stuff. So she was terrified that he was going to have to, you know, go there and be in harm's way. So basically, I had to sit right. with her for the entire day uh well for the morning mostly she she didn't last the whole day neither did i frankly i think i left at around noon um but basically i had to sit with her and calm her for for that morning because she was practically in panic attack mode right right but yeah that, mean, was, that was a crazy time yeah no absolutely absolutely um well i guess uh <laughs> kind of kind of going from from a little bit more somber of a of a topic, uh, but staying within you know the college PSEO yep, yep. kind of thing. Uh, you said you got all of your generals done basically with the uh, the PSEO. Once you got down to Mankato, uh, had you already already decided on a major? I had, interestingly enough, I had uh, basically back in sixth grade decided mm -hmm. that I wanted to be a teacher. I was like, I'm going to be a teacher. So I'm taking all of the teaching classes, uh, mm -hmm. you know, math for elementary ed, ed teachers, social studies, all these like relatively easy, you know, classes. Right, right. Because 
let's be honest, everyone graduated elementary school. <laughs> we should really know the stuff that we're being taught in these classes for elementary teachers. You would think, yeah. Y yeah. Though, so I, I mentioned math for elementary teachers. That was literally one of my classes. Math 201 is math for elementary educational education professionals. And uh, the gist of the class was learning number theory, which is one is one, two is two, and so on. That's number theory. What? Yeah, I know. Tricky, tricky stuff. And then also like addition and subtraction. And okay. they, they threw in some, they threw in some, you know, pedagogy teaching method stuff, but mostly it was uh, number theory and addition and subtraction. So here's me going through the class and I'm running through the class with, I think, 105%. <laughs> Overachiever. Okay, when 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 <laughs> when the when the test is literally addition and subtraction, it's not overachieving. Um, but uh, I had several friends in the elementary ed uh, program that had to take that class more than once, more than twice. I had mm. one friend that had to take that class four times really that is not an exaggeration um <laughs> uh yeah so yes <laughs> i <laughs> i was going to be a teacher like i knew it from the time i was 12 mm -hmm. and i got to student teaching which mm -hmm. for those of your listeners that have not gone through the elementary education program. Student teaching is the last semester of classes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and literally all you do is you're, you're, you've probably had student teachers uh, when you were in school, you know, they're, it's, mm -hmm. they're learning how to teach an actual classroom. So I'm in this classroom in even more Southern Minnesota than Mankato. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. it's halfway between Mankato and Austin. It was a class of 16 kids. And I had, the, most of them were fine. Most of the kids were fine. <laughs> there was one child that was not fine. <laughs> he, uh, I think I can say this without, without outing anyone's actual name. Well, I'll do first names, but it won't be no last names. So hopefully they won't ever be able to figure out it was them <laughs> <laughs> but the child was the class clown yeah, and, and you could give them fake names too well for the for the end game of the story to work i can give him a fake name but the end but the, the child the other child involved i can't um, oh, okay so the child is a class clown and mm. for first for an entire week i was i was teaching math and the the main teacher of the of the room was out for conference or whatever, so there's a sub. And then there's me, and I'm teaching math. Three or four days out on that week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, he was being disruptive. I sent him to the hall. Fourth day on Thursday, I go out, and I'm like, Derek, not his first name, but Derek, we'll call him Derek. Why do you think 
I sent you in the hall. And he's bawling in the hall. I don't know. I think you just hate me. And I'm just like, I just, I just could not even with this kid. I'm like, I don't hate you, but you need to not disrupt the classroom. All the rest of your, you know, whatever going on, all the stuff, normal teacher things. But, mm -hmm. you know, so he came back, but I did, I did not feel bad that I made him cry. And that was, that was flag number, number one, the big, the biggest flag. There are, there are other minor flags, boring, but biggest flag number one, didn't feel bad that I made a kid cry. <laughs> okay. Okay. Red flag number two, same kid talking to another kid in class and he goes, you know what? Well, I'm going to give you a nickname. He goes, I'm going to call you One-Eyed Willie. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of, um, uh, and I, I, I didn't, I didn't say anything at all because what, what do you say to that? Like, if right. you tell him not to say it, he's going to be like, well, why can't I say it? It's just a nickname. It's not even anything, but it is, but he doesn't know, but it is. So mm -hmm. how do you, it was then that I figured out. I don't really like other people's kids. <laughs> it's it's a problem mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as an elementary teacher if you don't like other people's kids. Now, I'm going to preface that, or opposite of preface, append that with if I don't know the parents. If mm -hmm. I know the parents, other people's kids, they're great. Like, because you you it's easier to you know uh, bring up issues and bring up issues, get things taken yeah and like understand why they're doing what they're doing right if they're doing right. something but if you don't know the kids parents and they're just acting out and you're like what the heck man mm -hmm. it's much more difficult to be like oh yeah that's cool you know whatever whatever it's i just no it just didn't work for me so i spent 10 weeks student teaching i was six weeks away from graduating <laughs> yeah and yep. i was like i know this is this is not going to work for me i i don't think that i can do it so i went to uh the business department to the chair of the accounting uh program and i was like hi i'm supposed to graduate in six weeks but I'm, I want to change my major. What can we do uh, to get this done as soon as possible? <laughs> and she goes, mm, well, you know, normally you say, we'll just, you know, we'll get you started in fall. And, you know, we'll push through classes and maybe give you a little, you know, able to do extra. But you seem very determined, very, uh, like focused and hardcore into wanting to get this done. So I'm going to give you a waiver and let you take three classes this first summer term and two classes the second summer term. These classes are six weeks each. Uh, so we're stuffing an entire semester of class in six weeks, three times, all at the same time. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I did that. Uh, I get to I get to my very first summer class with my uh favorite accounting professor mm -hmm. and or ended up being my favorite accounting professor i didn't know it at the time but he was um 
and he goes, okay, how many of the class have one class, or is this is your only class this summer? And like two thirds of the class raised their hand. And he's like, good, mm-hmm. good, good. And he goes, how many of you have two classes this summer? And the rest of the class raised their hand. <laughs> Except for me. And he goes, and how many of you have three classes? And I raise my hand and he goes, you should drop some. And I'm like, nope, not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I ended up passing all those classes. I think the lowest grade I got that summer was a B. Even though, even though, when I was doing accounting homework in that first accounting ever, first ever accounting class, now picture this. Here's me sitting on my futon because I'm in college. Obviously, I have a futon. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I don't still have a futon, but uh, so here's me sitting on my futon, legs crossed, doing my accounting homework, and we got a he he. Part of the reason he's one of my favorite professors, he didn't give us a normal accounting book. He's like, do this one that's got the three hole punches, so it's not bound. So it was like a hundred bucks cheaper than a normal book. Super mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, so this giant three ring binder, two inch three ring binder with a book in it, you know, paper everywhere, a uh, couple pencils, but my calculator was on the floor and my legs have been crossed up, folded underneath me. And I'm like, okay, I think, I think I need to get my calculator. So I pull my foot, pull my foot out, put it on the floor, reach down to grab my calculator only on that one foot and the outside uh, I'm not sure the technical name of it, but the long bone behind the pinky toe. Okay. Snapped. <laughs> and all of a sudden I was on the floor. I, I, I was like, what? What is going on? So, but I thought maybe I just lost my balance, whatever. So I grabbed my calculator, finished my accounting homework, and this is like an hour later, and my foot's kind of throbbing. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that, doesn't, that doesn't seem right. Because I didn't know it was broken at that point. Right. And so, you know, still playing World of Warcraft. Uh, voice chat was about all I had because summer classes in Mankato means about a, about three quarters of the population has vanished. So no one's mm-hmm. there. So I go to my friends on voice chat. I'm like, hey, guys, um, how do you know if you broke a bone? <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> They answer back, well, I mean, I don't know. And I go, I go, because I, I, I mean, I have this like little molehill on my foot, but I don't want to make a mountain out of a molehill. So is it broken? Like, how do I know? And they're like, you probably just need to get an x-rayed. And I'm like, guys, I'm all alone here, though. I don't know how to get to the hospital. With my foot is broken. <laughs> so I ended up calling mom. An hour and a half away up in the cities. I'm like, Mom, Mom, I think I broke my foot. Can you can you come help? <laughs> and she's like, she she does her mom thing. Oh my gosh, let me come down right away. So she and Aunt Susie come down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bring me to the hospital. Yep, foot's broken. Unfortunately, that bone you can't really cast cast it. Mm-hmm. because it's so small it's, it's small it's on the side of the foot doesn't work so well they gave me this really weirdo like shoe like foam shoe but it's super hard so it mm-hmm. like stabilized your foot so they gave me crutches and this like stabilizer thing and uh i call <laughs> i was actually supposed to have a, a 
group presentation meeting that night too. So I call my partners on like, Hey guys, sorry, I'm not going to be super helpful. I think I broke my foot. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, Oh, no worries. No worries. We'll, we'll get everything finished here. And then you can just do the, you can just, uh, you know, we'll give you the notes for presentation, blah, 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 whatever. So that's fine. I get the thing. Go to bed overnight, get ready for class in the morning, crutch my way to school, which takes four flipping ever because (laughs) I am not the most coordinated person, like just in general. Uh, The fact that that foot bone breaking was the first bone I ever broken is a surprise to me as it is, I think, to just about everyone else in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyways, super uncoordinatedly crutching my way to co- to this to the cl- to class, I finally get there just in the nick of time. I sit down and my p- accounting professor, he's like, "What did you do to your foot?" And I'm like, "I broke it doing your homework." Thank you very much. <laughs> 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 and so we had a good laugh about it, and it was fine. And I get to my next class with the with the group presentation, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, you weren't kidding!" <laughs> and I'm like, "What? You think I would lie?" But yeah, I talked to the teacher. Said, oh yeah, you can, you know, instead of standing for the presentation because it was uh, business class, so mm-hmm. you know we're supposed to be professional business people in practice or whatever, you know. So we had to be all, you know, no no sitting, you know, be professional, no gum chewing, all this stuff, whatever. Mm-hmm. She's like, broken. You you broke your foot. I I guess you can sit then. That's fine. Though it was a little BS when we got the peer <laughs> reviews where a bunch of people were like, oh, we're going to dock you points for sitting for this professional presentation. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like now looking back and I'm like, how is standing making a professional presentation? That is yeah. complete and utter baloney. But, you know, <laughs> whatever. So, yeah. Uh, but I ended up. After changing my major six, so to get back to the beginning of this whole thing, after changing my major six weeks before graduating uh, to accounting, surprise, mm-hmm. surprise, um, I ended up graduating um, a year and a half later. So I, and normally the accounting program is three years. So I busted mm-hmm. my butt. Though the very most amusing thing about this whole thing, when I told parents that. I was changing my major to accounting. Mom's like, huh. And she goes and reminds me of a time where one of our aunts uh, had, you know, for lack of a better term, borrowed, borrowed each of us for the weekend, like one at, one at a time, <laughs> you know, just to do, you know, aunt niece bonding time. Mm-hmm. And one of the things she did was a career assessment. Can you, can you guess what the career assessment said I should be when I took this when I was in the sixth grade, mind you. Um, I'm, I'm going to guess it wasn't uh, elementary education. Not not even a little bit. <laughs> no. No. It, it said I should be an accountant. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I was, I was at a wedding shower one time talking to a high school friend uh, after I changed my major. He, and I was like, yeah, you know, Decided to change my major from elementary ed to accounting. And he looks at me, kind of raises his eyebrow, does a thinking pose. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> like, thanks for telling me like five years ago. I would have, I, 
would have been nice to know, you know, before I spent three years of my life thinking I was going to be, you know, mm-hmm, three years mm-hmm. of my life going for, you know, elementary ed degree. But, you know, whatever. What can you do? Right, right. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, that very nice. Very nice. Good job. Uh, congratula- congratulations on the accounting degree, I guess, and the almost... Uh, elementary education degree. Yeah, it was it was it was real close, but I would it it would not have worked out well. It would it would have been real bad. So I mean, yeah, <laughs> it it would have not okay. been good. Right, right. Uh, well, I guess kind of staying in the whole college realm of things. Uh, you said that you were in RHA. Yes. Uh, I guess could you kind of explain what RHA is? I know you said you were the treasurer and everything like that, but just kind of explain well, uh, what all it is and uh, any fun events that you might have done through there. Okay, for sure. Uh, so RHA is the Residence Hall Association. Uh, mm-hmm. They There are RHA chapters in, if I had to guess, around 90% of colleges throughout uh, the U.S. and Canada. Um, and basically what it is, in, at Mankato, uh, RHA uh, put they had we weekly meetings where we get together, and the college gave us some sum of money. It was like either fifty or hundred thousand dollars for the year um, to put on events and do different things for residence hall uh, students. Uh, we always had a volleyball tournament that we ran. Uh, we did. Uh, Let's see. Uh, we gave uh, uh, travel mugs with the RHA logo on them. Uh, at the beginning of the year, we had care packages for finals week, um, and we just did you know game nights, uh, all sorts of different things on campus. But the big culmination every year or every every semester was a conference. Uh, in the fall, there was a regional conference, and in the spring, there was a national conference plus Canada. Um, and starting my first year uh, being an RHA, I basically went to all of the conferences because <laughs> I'm a super nerd and I love conference. I love doing that kind of stuff. So right, it was right. fun. Uh, but yeah, so there the conferences were uh, a great a great time, though we did run into the occasional uh, I guess my my way of describing them would be the damp dish towels, um, meaning <laughs> meaning people with the social skills of a damp dish cloth, mm-hmm. you know, sort of wet, and you don't really want them touching you uh, when you don't need them, that kind of thing, if that makes sense. <laughs> might have a might have a bit of an an odor around them. Just just a little, um, you know. They, they come up they come up in a few places <laughs> and, <laughs> but anyway so yeah these conferences you know it was it was the epitome of uh nerd culture basically it was learning how to be a better leader stuff like uh how 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 to how to run icebreakers that people won't hate you for and mm-hmm. um you know best practices for getting people to come to your poorly thought out events and that kind of thing. 
though the the highlight of every conference was uh, shirt swap. Mm. So my first conference that we went to, uh, uh, we had the shirt that literally every school wanted. Every 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 delegate was trying to get them off of us, and it was a very simple shirt. Mm-hmm. On the front was a clip art style banana with eyes and a smile. And on the back, I don't know if you remember this shirt. You might have seen me wear it a couple of times. Um, on the back, it had, who's your chimp daddy? <laughs> yeah, no, now, I, I kind of remember that one, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you can think back to college-aged humor. Yeah, everyone, everyone wanted that shirt. Oh, yeah. No, I can definitely see that. I, I was going to shirt swap with, I. we had like an armful of old shirts from previous years and a couple extras mm-hmm. from whatever, uh, just a rando shirts. I had, no joke, and this kind of harkens back to that Warcraft story too, a guy walk up to me and say, in all seriousness, he was not kidding, I will give you my, no, I'm going to stop, I'm going to stop there for a sec. Three guesses what he, what he offered. Uh, all of the stuff that he brought? Not even close. A hundred bucks. N- even further. E- what? Seriously? Yeah. What was it, like 200 or something? No. He offered me, he goes, I will offer you my virginity for your shirt. <laughs> wow. Uh, he, and wow. Here, here's wow. Me, here's me, freshly turned 19. I'm 19 years old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is not not a thing in in my life. Like, just in general. And I'm like, and me and I had a friend with me, and me and her, we kind of look at each other, I look back at him, and I go, and, I, and my mouth is kind of a gape, and I'm like, oh, uh, so I, I'm I'm not wearing anything underneath this. Sorry, can't go by. And I like ran down the hall. wow yeah (laughs) see i told you damp dishcloth Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there's a reason that is there's a reason he still had said virginity (laughs) (laughs) wow okay uh so you said that there was there was two different conferences, right? So there was Mucker and Nucker, right? The Correct. national one was Nucker. Yes. And sorry, I don't, I don't even remember if we went over this. Do you, what do they uh, both stand for? National Associations of College and University Residence Halls, and Midwest and then, Association for the Regional Conference. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Uh, did you have any other? Uh, nothing, nothing as crazy as that. Uh, on the way back from, from one conference, uh, we got in a car accident, so that was fun, but, uh, besides people freaking out because they're going to miss a single day of class and their teacher is going to kill them, I'm like, guys, you're in college? Mm -hmm. You need to chill. Just a smidge. Um, 
And people are freaking out. Oh my god, my professor's going to kill me for missing one day of class. I'm like, no, they're not. <laughs> You're going to be fine. Mm. Everything is fine. We ended up getting, we had a hotel because we needed, they needed to send another car down and uh, to, you know, pick us up. And the, uh, they couldn't, like, too long, it was too long of a drive because we were in, like, Missouri or something. So they, we couldn't drive there and drive back, like, state driving rules wouldn't let let that happen or whatever so hotel for the night flipping out managed to get back the next day though interesting thing with that is when the accident happened we kind of saw it coming because we were going slow but it was foggy and icy we hit the icy Mm -hmm. patch so here's me getting ready bracing for impact and i cross my arms over my chest and kind of shoulder down so when the impact happens i'll roll forward into my shoulder into the seat in front of me my friend Mm -hmm. though braced with her arms and her wrists oh so for me the next day it kind of felt like i'd been punched in the shoulder and a bruise there you know mbd um but my friend her arms like she almost had to do like uh she had to do she had she did on her own because you know it wasn't it wasn't at too huge of a deal, but she had to do like therapy, like arm circles and stuff to make sure that she wouldn't have permanent damage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, so I know, you, so you had that, that bruise and you had the broken bone. Uh, have you ever had any other uh, things that would have necessarily required, you know, hospitalization or. Oh, uh, a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's see. I was hospitalized when I was very young, or not very young, 12, uh, 12 years old. So sixth grade again. Sixth grade was a big year for me, I'm realizing. <laughs> um, that was when one night uh, I was laying in bed, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden uh, I started having, felt like back spasm, muscle spasms. And my head and upper back just like kept go up and down on the bed. And I was laying on my stomach. So I was uh, just, you know, a couple feet up and then back down over and over again for about five minutes. Uh, hmm. And uh, finally calmed down a little bit, managed to get my feet on the gr- or my flip my legs over the edge of the bed. And I was basically in a uh, praying pose, still uh, jerking up and down on the bed. And it finally ended after probably wasn't a full 10 minutes. Sure felt like 10 minutes in my brain, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't mm-hmm. actually that long. Uh, finally stopped. I managed to stand up, get out the door of my bedroom, lost my balance a little bit, ran into the wall, did a 360 down the hallway, but made it to the stairs. Like 360 just stand, standing up and just kind of spin around in a circle. Mm-hmm. Made it to the stairs. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing I remember, I'm in front of mom. I don't remember going down the stairs at all. This is like, it's like 10, 15 at night. So she hadn't gone to bed yet. And I tried telling her what happened and she could not understand what I was saying. Like the words that I was thinking in my brain were not the ones that were coming up my mouth. And so I was trying to tell her, you know, I was shaking and I was uh, showing her visually like what was happening. And like I was holding my head like my head was hurting because it was throbbing Mm -hmm. and she uh 
But I was like, okay, well, let me get you some Tylenol. So they gave me some Tylenol and uh, threw that up almost immediately. So that was fun. Um, and then, uh, yeah, after that, I think I just ended up going back to bed because we couldn't, no one really knew what was going on. Right. But I, I'm not entirely sure how much later it was. Not that same day. It was maybe a couple months later. The same thing happened, except for instead of me being conscious for it, uh, I screamed out and people came to my room and I was having a seizure. And that was the first time somebody they'd seen me having a seizure. And so mm. hospitalized for that. Now, you know, on seizure meds for the rest of my life, all that fun stuff. Haven't had hospitalizations after that because seizures, if they if they end after, before like 10 minutes is up, then they're... Um, they don't really require hospitalizations as if they last long than they require hospitalization. So no hospitalizations from that. But I did have later, uh, this is in 12th grade, uh, I was uh, at the doctor's office doing a yearly physical because it was about time to go to college, so they, they require physicals. And mm -hmm. I had mentioned that it was really weird. It was so weird that one day one of her sisters and I were arguing and she grabbed around my elbow, like five fingers around, just kind of grabbed the elbow. And the next day I had a ring of dots of bruises around my elbow. And I was like, I don't know what's up with that. And the doctor was like, um, not really sure. You know, we'll do some blood tests, but it sounds like you just need more potassium. So just eat more bananas. So that's what I told mom. I was like, mom, she said, I need to eat more bananas. <laughs> and, and so I did okay and then I uh, went to uh, I was uh, coaching youth, or not coaching, refing youth soccer at that point uh, so I grabbed, I w grabbed my uh, refing gear went out to the field, was about to start refing the game and all of a sudden mom comes running on the field Melissa don't start the game and I'm like what? And she goes, you can't ref anymore. And I'm like, why not? This is how I'm making money. <laughs> <laughs> and, and my platelets, uh, which uh, are basically for those of your audience that don't watch uh, Cells at Work, <laughs> um, <laughs> they clot your blood when you are injured. Um, mm -hmm. My platelets were at, at that point, a count of 17. Now, it seems like you're like, oh, you know, that's, you know, whatever. There, you have some platelets in there. That's fine. Normal count, 125. What? Mm, that's a, a little low. A, li a little bit. Um, mm, anything mm -hmm. lower than 25 means that uh, anything hitting your head, for example, uh, mm -hmm. could cause a brain bleed. Fantastic. Yeah, so that's why that's why mom ran on to the field in a panic. <laughs> <laughs> so I was not allowed to uh, ref soccer anymore, mm -hmm. and uh, I had to get the first try just blood infusions of it's called IVIG or intravenous immunoglobulin. Uh, to, okay. to raise up my platelets. Did that for the whole summer. Uh, grandma came and sat with me a couple times because it took eight hours uh, a time, mm. four days a week. Um, 
I still worked at my job at Devani's at that point too. So I was going in there, but I was like, I can't do any lifting. I got this port in my arm for the IVIG. Um, it was on uh, prednisone for a while, which is a steroid. Um, but my platelets were just refusing. Like they, they'd go up for a little bit and then they just drop right back down. And finally they decided that uh, I had, it was called ITP or idiopathic thrombocytopenic purpura. So ITP, uh, idiopathic is, or actually start with thrombocytopenic. Thrombocytopenic is low platelets. Purpura is bruising, hence the elbow thing. Uh, Idiopathic is unknown. So (laughs) my body was bruising uh, due to low platelets, and they don't know why the platelets roll out. Mm -hmm. Um, Usual treatment for that is taking out the spleen. So uh, let's see mid-September of freshman year of college, so 2002, um, I had my spleen removed. So that was the second uh, time my body tried to kill me. (laughs) (laughs) First time being the seizures, because those can not be good either. Right, right. Um, Yeah, and then, uh, so I had that done, so now... I am one of those immunocompromised people that the news always likes to talk about in these in these fun times that we're living in. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, let's see, so I was living with that for a while. Now I get colds and they don't go away, so I have to go on medicine when I get cold, which is super exciting. Um, and then probably starting in 2007 or so, um, I started getting uh, random swelling like my knee would grow to the size of a cantaloupe and then Mm -hmm. go back down after a day or two um it would feel like i had a golf ball inside my foot when i was walking which would again go away in a day or two um it was especially noticeable on my fingers one time um where it would just go starting on like my pointer finger one day the next day middle finger next day ring finger last day pinky finger just swelling right down my hand each day of the week so i managed to actually take a picture of that one time showed it to my uh doctor then and she's like huh that's very interesting we should get you to rheumatology so go to rheumatology talking to him for a while and now i have lupus fun times (laughs) (laughs) uh it's uh at that point it had just been mostly discomfort in terms of the swelling. Um, and that was basically the biggest symptom I had until mm-hmm. April 2014 when I was at work. Because, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd been at this job for about six years at this point. Mm-hmm. And it got to be the end of the day on a Wednesday. And I could not stop shivering. I was just cold and I could not could not figure out why and I went home and I covered myself in blankets and I just shivered the whole night on Thursday I got up and I was like okay it should be fine I'm gonna go take a shower and get ready for work even though I did not feel well at all so I took a shower and as I was taking a shower I about passed out in the shower and I was like huh that's no good I think I'm going to stay home again from work today Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I stayed home again, uh, and then same on Friday, 
Joe's like, we should take you to the doctor. You're not normally, you don't normally get sick and stay sick like this. We should go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. So, and this is, this is probably two years after I'd been starting with the rheumatology stuff. So lupus like was my head been my diagnosis for a, for a while. Um, and so I go to the doctor and, you know, I'm sitting on the examining table, just shivering because I still can't get warm mm-hmm. and telling her, you know, all the symptoms. She goes, I think, I think you're dehydrated. I'm like, okay, okay. That's, that's cool. Uh, mm-hmm. how do I fix that? And she goes, get some Gatorade, Powerade, you know, whatever electrolytes, get some electrolytes in your system. Um, and then you should feel better. I'm like, okay, if you insist. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> So we get back, you know, get ready to go and we walk out of the exam room and I have like literally walking out of the exam room took all of my energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I kind of leaned up against the wall and the nurse goes, do you, do you want a wheelchair? And I go, yes, please. <laughs> so I, my husband wheeled me down to the car <laughs> in the doctor's normal clinic doctor not like you know emergency doc no this is a normal clinic mm-hmm. doctor wheeled me down and uh you know we get ho- we start going home and he stops at a uh, gas station and gets a bottle of powerade purple because he knew i like purple <laughs> and uh i drank the powerade and just immediately threw it back up mm. Like, right back into the bottle. I'm like, this is the grossest thing I've ever done. <laughs> I've done some gross things. That was really freaking gross. <laughs> and and uh, so driving home, and I'm just miserable on the couch. I'm, I have, we have a ridiculous, like, when you, when you get to be a grown-up, you get blankets a lot for presents. Have you noticed this? I, I have a lot, <laughs> a lot of blankets. And mm-hmm. of those, a lot, a lot of blankets, every single one of them was on me and I was still cold. And finally gets to be about seven o'clock on Friday night. So this is two days after the initial chill had set it, set in. And mm-hmm. my husband's like, uh, hey, Melissa, does this feel like the worst headache you've ever had in your entire life? And I said, yes, because it, it felt like someone was shooting nails in the back, the, the lower back of my skull. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he goes, and this is verbatim. This is, this is not me remembering it. No, this is verbatim. I think you have meningitis. We need to go to the emergency room. And me being me, I'm like, honey, you're being a hypochondriac. I don't have meningitis. <laughs> it's fine. And he's like, no, we're going now. So I'm like, fine. So we go to the ER and they put me in a wheelchair there because I'm like passing out standing at the check-in counter and mm-hmm. they bring me back. And finally at about 1130 that night, after three spinal taps and one surge of temperature to 105 later, uh, yeah, I had meningitis. <laughs> wow. So time number three uh, that my body tried to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. That is uh that is definitely a, a crazy, crazy thing that happened there. Yeah. No, it's, you know, it is what it is. Wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
So, kind of going back, uh, just a a little smidge here. Yeah. Uh, I know you you were talking about refing soccer. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you did you also play soccer and kind of get into refing through that, or was it just kind of a I need I want to ref something. Soccer seems pretty good. Let's try that. Or uh, no, I played soccer. I think I started in the fifth grade. Uh, I think it was just ways to get our parents to get us out of the house. <laughs> Even though it must have been difficult for them after all all four of us ended up on traveling teams uh by the time I was a, a senior in high school. Mm-hmm. So there were some nights where all four of us had to be in different cities at the same time. Mhm. Mhm. I can't imagine that was fun. But in any case, yeah, I played I mostly played goalie because I'm not a fast person. Like, on top of the not being coordinated, not fair. <laughs> uh, so, but I'm pretty good at stopping uh, soccer balls from mm. going into the goal. Uh, though it didn't actually start out that way. Uh, when I started playing soccer, you know, they needed someone in goal. And because I was the slowest one, they're like, Melissa, we're going to put you in goal, okay? I'm like, fine. Then I don't have to run anymore. It'll be fine. <laughs> but I didn't, I was real bad. I was real bad at it until one day in the fall season so it's like getting dark it's like it's like six o'clock at night but it's almost dark mm-hmm. and i'm in goal and the person is coming up to the goal with the ball all by herself you will only need to stop her and i'm like you know what no she can't have the ball in the goal i'm gonna stop her from doing that so i plant myself i'm ready to stop and i'm in the goalie stance with the knees bent spread a little more than shoulder length apart hands up at the ready and she kicks the ball and hits me in the face (laughs) i had like a giant wilson on my forehead oh man (laughs) but it didn't hurt because it's a soccer ball right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. from then on i was like oh that's all it is like she kicked it with all her might and i was like "Eh, that's mvd i can handle that and and I'm, I'm like, again, sixth grade at this point. And so I start getting more into goal. And then, yeah, I am a decent goalie. I'm not, I'm not obviously tier one goalie. Otherwise, I'd, you know, still be playing Zogger. But, um, you know, good enough to, to go, you know, to the USA Cup as a goalie. You know, mm. uh, it was funny. One summer we had, you know, soccer camps. And uh, they were practicing penalty kicks. And, and uh, here's me and goal, you know, because I got to practice stopping penalty kicks. That's important for me to be able to do too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. here's me, you know, ready. And I'm on a, a, a D3 team at this point. So the, the, the lowest tier before, you know, the lowest traveling tier. And uh, every single girl, except one, kicked low and to the right. They had to make three goals to be able to go. One girl in half an hour got three goals. Wow. I stopped every single one because every single one was low and to the right. <laughs> they were getting Very mad nice. at me. They're like, Melissa, we want to go home. And I'm like, stop kicking it low and to the right. This is not hard, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. <laughs> Very nice. So, I mean, 
you played soccer. Uh, did you did you ever have any uh, will to play any other sports, or do you just like watching any other sports, anything like that, or? Um, I like watching tennis, but I'm not very good at it, so <laughs> I just I just like watching it, and like I like to. And mostly women's tennis too. Men's tennis is kind of boring, but women's tennis, I just like just the uh, the variety of their power grunts is amusing. <laughs> like you have the one girl that's like <laughs> really high, you know, and then the other girl's like, <laughs> and like how how are each of these different things making uh, you know the same basic result of getting the ball over the net? It's crazy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then you're like watching go back for like, how did you even get that? And oh my gosh, it's so crazy. The ball's like, how is that even in? Like, how did you hit it exactly where it needed to go? When I tried to hit the ball, I'm lucky if it gets in the white right quadrant of the court. Mm-hmm. And they're like, precision performance, just barely on the line, straight down. You're like, holy crap, wish I could do that, but I can't. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh Let's see here. Uh, so I, you know, we kind of covered sports just a, just a little bit there. Uh, do you have uh, do you have any any hobbies that you like uh, like doing or that you used to have that you want to start back up or? Well, my most recent and I'm sure most people would say obsession is D and D, Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, I got recently, last week, I think, got a Facebook memory of the very first character sheet I ever made two years ago. So I've been playing D&D for a whopping two years, and I know mm-hmm. a lot of people uh, would be like, oh, pff, that's nothing. I'm like, well, you haven't seen my collection yet, then. <laughs> I have an entire shelf that's just dedicated to D&D stuff. And I'm actually preparing for a session I'm going to run tomorrow uh, as well. But yeah, uh it's actually really fun. I've it just coming up with characters to play that are not me, but me at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I have, you know, the different archetypes. Um, I have uh, my uh, ranger that is uh, basically Shrek, uh, <laughs> where her home her home was invaded, and she wants them gone. And just wants to be left alone. Mm-hmm, Called mm-hmm. it. Why won't people just leave her alone? Uh, I have my tiefling bard that just randomly bursts into song and uh, loves hurling small objects at people. <laughs> uh, I have my uh, dwarven warrior or barbarian that is very much me as a goalie. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I remember one session we had, uh, there were a bunch of uh, uh, different character or different monsters attacking us. I think it was a bunch of uh, hobgoblins, maybe wargans, uh, or uh, werewolf people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were all attacking me, and none of them could hit me. And I just stood there with my shield in one hand and my war, <laughs> war hammer in the other. And I'm like, hit me! Hit me! And I'm like standing at the ready. And it was so much fun. And this, I'm I'm loving this character so much. She's got like a uh, uh, red braided mohawk, but the rest of her head is shaved. 
mm-hmm. and she's got the spiral tattoos on her head that look like kind of like ram horns, ram ram horns that are uh, her ancestors written in dwarven runes. Oh, wow! And she doesn't actually wear armor, but she has like uh, a smelting smock or uh, a smithing smock that she wears, and you know whatever. She's got her shield and her warhammer. Yeah, she's the coolest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then I have a game that I am running as well. And that has been so much fun, like creating the world and figuring out what all the stuff's going to do. And like, I've been uh, in my game, there's, there are these sentient uh, weapons that my players are finding. So going back and forth with the players with their sentient weapons, like they've named one of the weapons isn't they uh, gave gave it the nickname of Susan so they're always talking to Susan the staff (laughs) and uh, they have a fiddle that's nicknamed Phineas (laughs) very nice so that they talk to and giving those different personalities like you know reading reading up on how to run games and stuff they're like oh you know use use the modules and you can use those to you know create your adventures and all this stuff and I'm like I can't I can't do that because I need, like, they're like, and here's all the NPCs you'll have. And I'm like, but I don't know what that NPC is thinking. I can't play Mm -hmm. them if I don't know what they're thinking. I have to make them up to know what Mm -hmm. they're thinking. So I have completely homebrewed my world, which means I get to make up shit as, apologies for one language, I get to make up (laughs) stuff as I uh, go along, which is great. It's It's just been fun creating the world of Res Lorraine which is my D&D world. Mm-hmm. So that has been my my latest obsession. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, so kind of that you were you were talking about uh, some stuff that was happening when you were in like high school and stuff. Uh, I kind of gather that you would be kind of the, the perfect age for right when uh, Pokemon kind of came to the United States here. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Pokemon was huge when we were kids. Oh my goodness, it was everywhere. <laughs> Including uh, in any uh, classes that you had, or oh yes, oh yes, I know what you're going for there. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so let's see. I was I must have been in tenth grade at this point, so a little older than the normal target demographic. But that has mm-hmm. never stopped me from loving anything. So, um, yeah, so I, uh, had Pokemon, let's see, this, I think it must've been gold and silver at that point, because I've been 2000, I think the gold and silver at that point. Um, so I, I was playing my gold game. I I had, had it on my Game Boy Mm -hmm. and I brought it to school. I told mom, don't worry, mom, I'm only playing it on the bus with my friend because we want to battle and trade Pokemon and stuff. And she goes, okay, that's fine. Just no, bring it out in school. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. I won't bring it out in school. I promise. And because uh, you know, I'm a good kid. I don't, I don't break the rules. Um, and so at this point, I was taking, um, it was some sort of business class, like learn how to use Microsoft Office class, mm-hmm. um, like Office, and then like a little bit of accounting stuff. Um, and I had a teacher in that. Her husband worked in uh, the math department. 
in uh, uh, geometry. And I had both of them in the same semester. <laughs> so I'd be in her class and that class was, her class was fine. You know, I would do the work and whatever. And then we, you know, able to, you know, I could go on the internet and look up stuff and I'd always be on the internet, like looking up Pokemon stuff and whatever and go to his class. And I love math up mm-hmm. to algebra after algebra, me and math are not great friends. Like <laughs> Geometry. I was, that was the class I was in. I was not good at it and it really mm-hmm. bored me and I did not, I was like, eh, this is annoying and I don't like it. So, so basically you, you like numbers, but as soon as letters start getting involved, you're like, nope. As soon as, as soon as spatial starts getting involved, shapes. <laughs> so sine curves, gross. Triangles, not fun. <laughs> Figuring out how fast, uh, 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 hourglass empties, don't care. Uh, what's a, uh, uh, what does this equation look like on a graph? Awesome! Look, I can make a spot of mm. face with graph paper. It's fun. I did that in my graphing calculator. I made a smiley face <laughs> with equations, and then sm- I made the I, I I had to draw on the eyes, but I made the smile and the head mm-hmm. at, with as equations. That was fun figuring out how to do that. Um, and anyways, so I'm in class, and we don't have desks. We have the 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 trapezoid tables pushed together to two of them to make a you know, five person table. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I'm sitting in the back or I'm sitting, I think I must've been sitting right by the door, but out of his line of, out of the teacher's line of sight. And one day uh, before class, I stuck my Game Boy in my sweatshirt pockets. And then I started playing Pokemon under the desk. <laughs> and I thought, I thought I was very sneaky. Mm-hmm, Here's me playing mm-hmm. Pokemon. Oh, yeah, I'm totally paying attention to class. Eyes up for, you know, a couple seconds. Look down, make sure. Yep, totally paying attention. Everything's fine, you know, doing that thing. He never caught me. I, I go I go to class. Um, let's see. No, I... I <laughs> Mom comes back from a conference. So I'm pretty sure Mom knows about this. <laughs> Mom comes back from a conference. And she tells me, she goes, You know, the wife of your math teacher... She had she had some interesting things to to, to tell me about how uh, she came into the classroom one day and uh, saw you playing Pokemon, but she knows how how boring geometry is. <laughs> so, <she did> <laughs> <laughs> so I did not get in trouble, and I played Pokemon the whole semester in that class. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's awesome yeah it was great uh well i i, I do kind of want to stay in school here again with you a little bit uh because as i've said in every single one of these podcasts so far i did have you fill out a little questionnaire beforehand yeah uh and one of the things one of the things that uh really didn't fit anywhere but that is an interesting story is uh about you being in first grade oh yes oh yes <laughs> you want to kind of go over what what happened to you in first grade in first grade so i'm even though i'm not coordinated and i'm not fast i am a tomboy i love to play with the boys and do stuff mm-hmm. with the boys and one day two boys in my class were playing kickball uh, on the 
on the uh, little kickball diamond that they had on the on the asphalt patio. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? Oh yeah, it was asphalt all the way. Well, like that is not safe, but whatever. Uh, so they're playing kickball, and it's just the two of them. I'm like, hey guys, can I play with you? It'll be funner with more than two people. And the, like, mm-hmm. one of them's like, you can't play with us. You're a girl. <laughs> and here's me and my little Spitfire first grade six year old mm-hmm. don't take crap from nobody way. And he's standing up, or he's you know getting ready to to kick the ball. He's pretty close to a bench, so I climb up on the bench. And I take a flying leap off of the bench and tackled him to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I can two plays you just because I'm a girl doesn't mean I can't play. And mm-hmm. then I got benched for a week. <laughs> <laughs> for a week. A week. Couldn't play at recess for a week just because I took a flying tackle, flying leap and tackled a guy to the ground. That's MBD, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he said he c- you couldn't play with him, so yeah. obviously. When, 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 uh, was reminding mom of the story. She's like, "Oh yeah." She's like, "I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't, uh, uh, punish you at all for that because you were totally in the right." And I'm like, "Start mm. shooting." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh. Well, I think right right now I do kind of want to switch gears a little bit more as well mm-hmm. uh, and kind of just ask you a couple of questions uh, about some stuff that you've done. You know, if have you ever or what would what would you say has been your favorite vacation trip? Ooh, the one I literally just took this summer, this last summer. It was so good. Uh, my husband and I decided... Uh, for our nephew's Christmas present in uh, 2018 uh, that we wanted to give them a trip to Disneyland. So we went to Disneyland with the nephews and it was Mm -hmm. so much fun. Uh, We uh, got this really nice hotel room with two bedrooms and a living area. Uh, So we were all in the same same overall hotel room, but we all, all had our own space. Mm-hmm. Um, they had daily bus rides to the park, uh, so we were able to just get down there really easily. Uh, uh, they, oh man, I have, uh, obviously we're not videoing this, but I got, uh, they have these little, uh, Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy, Baby Groot, mm-hmm. with a little magnet in its butt, and a little, a little, uh, hard piece of fabric. They stuck under your shirt, and then you stuck Groot on top of your shirt, and the little piece of fabric had a magnet, uh, had a piece of metal in it too, so Groot could sit on your shoulder. So I got one of those, <laughs> and obviously, uh, I got um, an Aladdin shirt, and I got a genie mm. plushie, and we saw Aladdin and Jasmine, and that was awesome. And uh, we got the Mickey Mouse ears with the names on the back for me and my husband and for the nephews. So we all had matching hats and we went on all the rides a bunch of times because did you know Disneyland is much less crowded than Disney World? It was super nice. Like we went <laughs> we went mid-June and mm-hmm. like sometimes the lines are a little long, like the Peter Pan's flight, super mm-hmm. long line because it kept on breaking down. Uh, but all the rest of the stuff, like, 
maybe half an hour lines, which is not bad at all at right. the most. Especially like the first day we went and did Space Mountain and we literally ran from the front gate to Space Mountain. So we were like the entirety the entire time we were in the line it was moving and it only were like the we were in the line so long because the queue itself was long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like when you went there first thing in the morning, like you just zoom right in. <laughs> My husband did not like that one as much. I was like, Joe, it's fine. It doesn't go it doesn't go very fast. I promise. <laughs> and he freaked out. It never Space Mountain doesn't actually go like above forty miles an hour. It's, yeah, well, I mean, it, it's it's in the dark, so you can't see where you're going. Yeah, it, it seems faster too on that one place because of the lights and stuff. But for mm-hmm. the most part, it's not actually going very fast. But he still didn't, he didn't like that one very much. But yeah, we went on. We went on. I think just about every single ride, and we saw the fireworks, and we saw the parade, and uh the boys hang hung out with all the characters and we went to the ocean one day even though that was a pain in the butt <laughs> like apparently the ocean is popular in california who knew what so but yeah anyways that is probably my favorite vacation <laughs> like we've been to, we've been to, we went to disney before as kids but mm-hmm. i was that was 97 so that was 23 years ago i barely remember it uh but yeah this one i remember for sure and it was so much fun just seeing their faces and uh our sister that also went on the trip uh took a bunch of videos and she strung them all together and just seeing them skipping down the road again and like just looking at everything with awe in their face feeding the ducks because apparently that's something you can't do here (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah, it was it was a great time. Mm, very nice, very nice. Uh, you were really the only characters that you talked about in that little story. There was uh, Aladdin and Jasmine and the genie. Mm-hmm. Besides, you know your little baby Groot. Am, am I to uh, understand that uh, you you like uh, Aladdin just a little bit? I mean, I mean, just a, just a little, <laughs> just a little. No, Aladdin has been my favorite movie since probably since it came out um i know all the songs by heart Mm -hmm. uh i have uh you know several posters um uh after i had meningitis uh my husband got me basically front row seats uh to the stage play in new york which was amazing uh, right and we actually got to talk for a, a minute to james monroe Englehart, who plays genie on the stage or who originated the role of genie on the in stage show and that was awesome mm. um actually the purse that i carry around on a daily basis was the bag that they gave the the like if you bought souvenirs and stuff from the from the show that was a bag it came in so that's my purse on a daily basis. Um, uh, I know most of the stage show songs by heart as well. Some of them not quite as well because I, I just don't have the time to just sit and listen to them for a million times again and again. But I know um, most of them pretty well. Uh, the They did a national tour of Aladdin in 2016, 17 maybe? Mm-hmm. Not sure. Um, and we... All went to that. 
with the oldest nephew and he was my super dapper date to that and the guy <laughs> that uh originated the role of aladdin aaron jacobs no adam jacobs aaron jacobs one of the two i can't remember <laughs> in any case he was on the national tour uh on our leg so i got to see the guy that originated the aladdin role uh on the national tour because he wasn't there for the t when we went to new york the new york show because he was uh taking a, a quick sabbatical so they mm -hmm. had his understudy but yeah so i saw that uh but yeah aladdin is my favorite movie i have my, some of my friends uh they were at a, a dollar dollar store one time or like a, a thrift show or something and somebody was selling just a bag of aladdin toys from like the the uh tv show for like mm -hmm. a dollar so they grabbed them and gave them to me so i have like a bunch of aladdin toys in my <laughs> uh and my china hutch and yeah aladdin so, is, is a good thing for me so you would say that uh you you collect a little bit of aladdin stuff yes just a little <laughs> <laughs> do you have any other uh collectibles or anything you kind of collect that aren't necessarily considered collectibles um or do you just in, collect anything in general or in in general i have i collect snow globes i have uh a ridiculous amount of snow globes i think it's getting to be at this point um <laughs> my collection oh goodness Ugh. sorry just knocked out my headset give me one second Ugh. by i knocked out my headset i mean my cat knocked out my headset <laughs> um uh i collect snow globes and uh yeah my collection actually doubled recently uh one of my co-workers uh was divesting herself of her collection of snow globes and i was like hey do you want some more snow globes and i was like yes please and now <laughs> i have just so many snow globes and i need to figure out a more different place to put them all because they don't all fit in my china hutch anymore which is a bit of a bummer but oh okay. man uh do you remember uh do you remember the first snow globe you ever got or was that a while ago i do remember the first snow globe i got i don't actually have it anymore and i'm gonna tell this story and our aunt that did it is going to be so embarrassed because she was so embarrassed when it happened. I'm not going to say her name, but she's going to know who it is if she listens. Um, <laughs> but I had it and it was on my dresser and um, she was going around dusting and had picked it up to, you know, dust it. And in putting it down, it slipped and broke. Oh, no. And she... When I got home from school that day, she came up to me and she's crying, Melissa, I'm so sorry, I broke your snow globe. And I'm like, okay, it's okay, it's okay, don't worry about it, it's just a snow globe. <laughs> but then, but then, so we recently moved into a new house and I had all my snow globes boxed up. And uh, I didn't put them in our storage unit because I didn't need the temp didn't want the temperature change because, you know, that can cause them to crack and stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So they're just in our hall. Uh, storage closet that was basically part it was basically under the stairs to the upstairs unit so uh, of our old house so completely indoor temperature all the time and uh we had you know we moved into the new house so we were slowly uh but surely moving everything there and we we're getting this is the last box i was moving out of the house was a box of snow globes and i clicked like 
we were on the driveway, so the door, the doors of my car kept closing because of a slight angle. Mm-hmm. So the doors had closed, and my car, because you know it's one of those super safety features, the doors just lock for fun. Um, so the doors were always locking. So I had my keys in my pocket. I clicked the thing, put the back of my pocket, grabbed the box, walked out to the car, and the door had locked again in the 30 seconds that it took me to get to the car. Like, are you <laughs> freaking kidding me right now? Are you freaking kidding me? So I take the snow globes and I put them on the hood of my car. Thinking, okay, just be a couple seconds, unlock, open the door, grab them again. In the 20 seconds that it took me to put the box down, unlock, open the door, and come back, the box had slid off the hood of my car onto the ground. Oh, no. I broke five big snow globes and three small snow globes, and I was definitely tearing up a little bit. I may mm-hmm. I may have had the Heartfield cry face. <laughs> Just a little. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> no, I can I can definitely see that happening. I mean losing eight snow globes, yeah. Absolutely. They're not lost. I still have them. <laughs> well I mean <laughs> they just don't have the globe part I mean, the snow they are just yeah, was... <laughs> they're just uh, statues statues F- yes. figurines dangerous dangerous figurines because um, the globe part goes in and under and around mm. so you can't get the glass shards out <laughs> so a couple of them have glass shards just sticking out like ah don't touch me or I'll eat your hands. <laughs> uh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Very nice. Okay. Uh, I guess uh, other than that, on here you said that you haven't really been out of the country other than like Canada for half a day. Yeah, I'm pretty much a homebody. <laughs> uh, if you If you could go to any other country though, which country would it be? I would really, really like to go to Germany, uh, just because. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you have the you have the uh, language skills for it, right? I mean, ich kann ein bisschen Deutsch sprechen. Etwas mein Wortschatz sind sehr sehr klein. For your for your non-German speaking friends, there, I can speak a little German, but my vocabulary is very very small. <laughs> very nice. I, I, I though I definitely can say. Ich muss auf die Toilette gehen. I have to go to the bathroom. That was, <laughs> as as you know, in any language class, the first sentence that any language teacher will teach you mm-hmm. is I have Absolutely. to go to the bathroom. So I Absolutely. can say that too. But yeah, I want to go nice. there because, uh, uh, let's see, we're about 75% German, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little, a little uh, Bohemian Black Forest area, but you know, mostly normal or middle, middle German. Um, I'm kind of assuming we're from around the Tice River. Our, our, our last name, at least, or our my maiden name, at least, is from around the Tice River. Uh, not a hundred percent, but just a guess. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I'd really like to go there and just kind of see that. And I also want to see um, Wittenberg. Uh, mm. where Luther did all his stuff. Okay. So. Very nice, very nice. Um, I guess, you know, kind of continuing on with the 
winding things down here and asking you more theoretical questions now. Uh, I'm not good at theoretical. <laughs> I know, but uh, uh, if you if you could talk to one person who you are no longer able to, whether that's from uh, death or estrangement or anything like that, who would it be, and what would you say? Oh gosh, ah, uh, that that kind of question is <laughs> it's hard for me, honestly, because I feel like for myself personally. I am really good at saying things uh, when I think them. Mm-hmm. So there's not a lot of stuff that I have in my life that I'm like, God, I wish I wish I would have said that. I wish I would have mm-hmm. done that. So it's a little bit of a, a little bit of a non-answer. I'm sorry, but I. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, you know, just to uh, kind of expand on that a little bit. I, I, I was kind of thinking of it more as, you know, catching up with somebody that you aren't able to anymore, uh, just to kind of talk to them, show them where you've gone with your life. Uh, if, if there's anybody that, uh, you would, uh, want to talk to about that kind of stuff. You know, it might be interesting to talk to. Or see, I've been trying to Facebook stalk this person, but I cannot find them. So I don't know if they got married and changed their name or just never got on Facebook. But I'm not going to name, I'm not going to say their name just because, you know, reasons. But uh, the one mean girl from the uh, the lower income housing unit that was uh, down the street from us. I don't know if you remember, if you remember who I'm talking about. Maybe not. She was in my grade, so. But I'd, I'd yeah. be interested to see how she ended up because she was kind of a, you know, bully teaser mm. and, you know, be like, hey, look how, look how I ended up. And I bet, right. I bet you're, I bet you're not, I bet you're not. Because <laughs> <laughs> she was, she was an interesting, interesting person, put it mm. that way. So. Okay. Okay. Uh, I guess, uh. One of the one of the last or the last thing that I have here is, uh, if you could talk to yourself like twenty years ago, what would you say? Would it be giving advice? Would it be would warning them of anything? Be giving advice. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say? I would say, don't be a teacher. You will not be good at it. <laughs> I say. Uh, Part of the reason that I didn't do accounting at all is because I was talking to dad at one point saying, you know, I'm debating, like, I, I want to be a teacher, but, you know, accounting might might be fun. And dad said to me, my accountant always says, don't let your kids be accountants. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I guess I'll be a teacher then for sure. <laughs> there you don't, go. Don't listen to that. Be an accountant. It's fine. You'll do good at it. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. Well, I guess uh, other than that, I I really don't have uh, anything else here. So, uh, again, Melissa, thank you for for joining me here on this podcast. I hope my my stories are as interesting as you had hoped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so, again, thank you, and then thank you so much for listening. 
Uh, We'll be back with another episode and another interesting story on the next episode of What's Your Name?